This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. The worst story you'll ever hear about a Catholic priest. And puppies, today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hi everyone. I don't know what was up with that. I don't know what was up with that, but uh Hey everyone, this is Jason Carpenter here with Dead Rabbit Radio, another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. It's a beautiful Tuesday night here. It's very, the temperature's great. You know, it's funny, I always talk about the temperature at the beginning of this, like anybody really cares, people are listening to this all over the world. Uh, But maybe you can, maybe you're also sitting somewhere and the temperature's good and you're like, yeah, Jason, I know what it's like. Uh, We got a great episode for you today. Um, And I gotta admit, it's a little bit... A little bit by the skin of my teeth, I think. I, You know, uh, like I always say, I'm 41 years old. And I, there is a time and a place for video games. And for me, that time was my 20s. And that place was in my 20s, if that makes sense. I, uh, the other day... I don't I very rarely play video games nowadays. I played them a lot in my 20s. I'd get off work, I'd go home, I'd play Battlefield 2. I always had this system I'd play Battlefield 2 until we won and I'd always play rando servers. Hop on a server, I'd play Battlefield 2 until my team won and then I would continue to play until we lost. And then once we lost, I would continue to play until we won again. So, I was about 24, 25. I was playing till three, four in the morning. And that's very common for other people of that age group even today. But I noticed that I was a musician back then. I didn't have a band. I had to do everything myself. That sounds really sad, but it was actually, it actually was cool. So every minute that I spent playing video games, I wasn't working on my music. And I've always recognized that going forward. And I kind of found a balance. And then just as time went on, I just didn't find video games as fulfilling as I do now. And they're great. You know, for people who find a lot of enjoyment in them, I'm not knocking them per se. Just I've kind of grown out of them. Well, the other day they had the Steam sale and there was a bunch of games that I've never played that I wanted. Then I got like Saints Row 4, which I I played Saints Row 3 forever. But anyways, and so I loaded it up and in the past two days, I've just been playing it. Now I've obviously been finding room to I have play practice and I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm doing this podcast but out of those three things the podcast is something that only I can move forward on no one's really making me do it and it's something about the game the process of playing the game itself that just seems to suck the energy out of me I played it last night 
after I got done editing the podcast. So I woke up this morning and I thought, okay, you know, I'll play a little Saints Row, but first let me get some stuff done. I really don't, you know, want to be playing video games in the middle of the day. Well, sure enough, by the time 11, 11 o'clock in the morning rolls around, I'm playing Saints Row 4. And then I do my normal thing where I go for my big walk and I go talk to my friends and I come home and I'm like, oh, should I play some more Saints Row? <laughs> and I was like, no, dude, take a nap. Take a nap. It's almost like, I feel like, the, the the problem with video games for me is I've re- I've I see the mouse wheel now, where I'm jumping around on building to building. And I see all these little blue orbs throughout the city that I'm collecting for power ups in this game. It's a, it's a good game, but there's a sense of accomplishment every time I get a blue orb. There's a there's this noise. I think there's an applause sound effect and. You go back up to the uh, another building, you look down, and you've collected like 10 orbs. And the, now the city looks clean. It doesn't look as cluttered as it was before. And so you feel the sense of accomplishment. I accomplish nothing at all. But I feel the sense of accomplishment. And that's what happens is that ends up replacing the sense of accomplishment I f- generally find by doing stuff like this. So I have to work around that. So, I mean, if you if video games are your thing, that's cool. They used to be mine. Uh, you just have to be aware that they are kind of like accomplishment engines, and a lot of times it will replace stuff that you actually will feel more proud of doing. You know what I, f- I've, I find fascinating? I find a lot of things fascinating, but this is one thing in particular I think is fascinating, because I honestly, we think that there's so much stuff that only we do, And millions of other people do it because we kind of do get lost in our own heads and there are things that we don't really talk to other people about. So we just assume we're the only ones who do it. A couple of, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, I was online. And so (laughs) it's funny because it's hard to explain without it being embarrassing. But I mean, most people do it, but again, it is still pretty embarrassing. So a couple of years ago or a year or two ago, the time limit doesn't matter. I don't know why... I was reading this thing online and someone said, do you guys, did you, do you remember being a kid and listening to a song and perfectly imagining the movie you would make a cut to that song? And I was like, whoa, I thought, I thought that was a Jason thing. Like I'd be listening to a, to a cool song when I was a kid. I don't know. You got the touch or I don't know, you know, uh, Metallica song. Let's be a little, okay, you got the touch when I was younger. Let's do something off Metallica Black. Let's do something, da, 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 da. anyway, the wolf song from Metallica on, and Metallica, Metallica Black, the wolf song, the wolf in me or whatever. Anyways, it, it's pointless. I'm getting off track. So, And I was like, whoa, I thought that was just the Jason thing, like sitting there. And listening to a cool song and like walking down the street and being like, yeah, when I make this movie, I'm going to use this song for the trailer and here's going to be my cut stuff. And then someone else said, yeah, remember, did you ever daydream that you were like a <laughs> that you were like a master musician and you were going to play at the talent show and impress the girl of your dreams? And I was like, OK, I, I again, I thought only I had that daydream. I don't know how to play the guitar. I don't know how to play any musical instrument by by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even think I could play the triangle effectively. 
But I, you have that daydream. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna get this six, like this cool six, six string guitar, and then Molly Madigan's gonna be there in the audience. She's like, oh, Jason, so bizarre, you know. And then people just started posting all of these daydreams that they used to have when they were kids that are super cringy now, you know. It's funny because a lot of the daydreams like that one, I'm a writer, so revolved around me. Like, again, making a movie or writing a book. And I'm like, yeah. And then, like, as that scene in the movie's playing, this song's playing, you're, like, imagining it perfectly in your head how the story is going to match the song. Or the talent show daydream, where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the talent show, and I'm going to be, like, a an awesome break dancer, And, you know, all the cute girls are going to be like, ooh. Kelly O'Dowd is going to be like, ooh. Was it O'Dowd or was it Odell? Kelly O'Dell. I don't remember. But anyways, the point being that daydreams are fascinating because, again, I've never told anybody that. I've never been like, oh, yeah, when I listen to music, I sit and I imagine perfectly what I'm doing. Or, you know, when I'm listening to like a cool when I'm listening to Love in the Elevator. Yeah, I'm daydreaming about getting on stage in a talent show and be like, love in an elevator. But millions of other people do it, too. I'm sure Half the people listening to this podcast have done it. Listening to a song and they're imagining how they'll perform that song at karaoke bar and everyone will be like, yeah, even though you're a terrible singer, you probably don't know half the lyrics in real life. Daydreaming keeps us alive. I love daydreaming. Daydream all the time. And again, I'm not trying to hammer the point, but I'm a writer. So daydreaming is just part of the writing process. It, it allows you, it's basically like working out your brain. I meet people who say they don't have an imagination. Weird to me. I, I, that's weird to me because my imagination is so vivid. What is even more weird to me is when I meet people, I've met maybe, I've met a couple people who've said, I don't have an imagination, which generally what means that they don't have a vivid imagination or they just don't have an imagination on the level of myself. Or a writer or a creative person. They have an imagination. When they read a book, their brain is processing that information on some level. What I find fascinating, I've probably met two or three people like this. And I talk. I'm the type of person that I'm walking on the street. I know people get annoyed by this, but I'm very approachable. And I talk to random people all the time. It's just what I do. So I've talked to thousands and thousands and thousands of people throughout my life. And I've gotten to know very well quite a lot of people. Because I'm just kind of open. I've met, and out of that huge group of people that I've met and talked to, I've met two people, maybe three people, who have said they don't like music. And I remember the first time this girl told me that. She goes, "We're I think we were out on a date or something like that. I don't remember. I don't know why I included that. But anyways, the, <laughs> the point is, is that we were talking and she says, yeah, I don't like music. And I kind of took me aback and I go uh, you don't like like modern music like pop music and she goes no I don't like music I, I don't like the way it sounds now I don't like eggs I don't eat eggs I've never eaten an egg people who eat eggs and I go I don't eat eggs they they're like oh okay that's kind of weird that you're an adult and you've never eaten an egg but you know whatever 
there, but there's tons of other food, I guess is my point. Like, then uh, they'll go, well, you do eat other food, correct? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I eat hamburgers and tacos and pizza or whatnot. So if someone goes, I don't like country music, you go, oh, okay, you know, that's fair enough. I like hip-hop. And they're like, yeah, I don't like that either. And I'm like, okay. But for someone to say they don't like music, to me, is the equivalent of someone just flat out saying, I don't like food. It's annoying when I have to eat it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And you're like, well, you don't like it. Some of it? No, I don't like any of it. I don't like any food. So I've met three people, maybe four, I think between two and four people, which is three, but who don't like music. They don't like it. They don't like the way it sounds. It doesn't move them. It doesn't energize them. Yeah, and they just don't like it. And what's weird is imagine being, being in their shoes in a world that is dominated by music you can't watch a commercial without music every movie who has music people walking down the street humming and you don't like music talk about stranger in a strange land because you would really exist in a world that everyone is connected to and you just don't like it i I think music is more essential than something it's more music is more universal than ideas of like religion it's fascinating to me that some you can have 30% of the world population be like, nah, I'm agnostic, and everyone else goes, huh, okay. But we don't have 30% of the world's population being like, music, <laughs> hold, no, no music. I don't like it. It has to be a super, super small minority of people like this. I feel bad for her. For her in particular and the other people. And again, they've just, kind of, they've just kind of said it. And it's so weird. And I honestly think that I've asked people, since I've run into those four, I've asked people, do you, you know, like, not not on the first time I meet you. Hey, my name is Jason. Do you like music? But as I get to know people, sometimes I'll bring this story up and I'll kind of mention it to them. And, and other than those three or four people, it's all people are always very incredulous by that. How do you not like music? How do you not like music? Now, I did do a bit of a clickbaity thing there in the beginning of the video when I said the worst thing a priest has ever done. It kind of wraps into this. So the Catholic Church has had scandal after scandal after scandal when I was growing up. I actually went to a Catholic school, St. Philip Neri. Graduated in 1988. That's actually its own episode. It's actually its own episode. But anyway, so I don't have any personal beef with the Catholic Church. When I was a kid, the biggest controversy the Catholic Church had was their beautiful, beautiful churches cathedrals and surrounded by abject poverty and i remember even as a kid being like ah that's that's, there's better ways to spend that money and i get it on their argument basically is you have a beautiful place to worship the lord and but but whatever and then obviously as i was growing up a bigger controversy was the child molestation thing well now on top of that the catholic church has decided to come down hard on a priest that's no pun intended They decided to go after this priest who seemingly has broken the worst rule in the Catholic Church because he immediately got suspended for a year. This Catholic Church, this um, minister was rapping. This priest was rapping. Catholic Church was like, no rap. No rap at all. They kicked him out. Well, they didn't kick him out. They suspended him for a year. You know, the Catholic Church, the reason why they defended pedophilia for so long is because the idea was that the message is more important than the man. Why that doesn't cross over to this this, um, rapping 
this rapping um, priest, and I believe he's in Africa. I'm having a hard time finding finding exactly where it is. It says it's in Rapogi, which is Magori County. This I'm gonna post the link, but I'm pretty sure that this this website is for a specific country, so they know where it's at. But anyways, anyways, he was rapping. He got canned for a year. It's rough, but Again, Catholic Church, you got bigger problems going on than rapping priests. So a little bit of a clickbaity title, but I just wanted to kind of get that out there. Now, I want to tell you a story. Nope. Cut, cut, cut. You guys are learning how the sausage is made tonight. That priest story you just... It's 1130, by the way. I've been editing the episode and I'm listening to it. The priest story you just heard... Is the second version I did, and I just edited out maybe another five minutes of it. I don't know why it took me so long to tell such a simple story. It was ridiculous. And then after that, the st- story I was going to tell you was a 15-minute long <laughs> dramatic reading of an article that I read about a guy breaking into a little girl's house. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, I think you've picked up on that I barely comprehend the articles I read as is. So the fact that somehow I thought that I could do a dramatic reading of a of a, an event and um, <laughs> not get every every possible single detail wrong. I got some of the details right, but I mean for the most part, it was wildly, wildly wrong. And so I think that dramatic reading is going to go into the vault. Maybe I'm maybe I'm overstating how wrong it was, but I definitely got the state where it happened was wrong, which is a big thing. And the fact that the guy was a hitchhiker, I called the guy a hitchhiker when in fact he had flown through three planes to get here. Here here's the story. I'm not going to do dramatic reading. This guy met this 14 year old girl on Discord. The guy's 26. They're talking. He obviously has a huge boner for her because he's an idiot. I'm sure the girl's a lovely girl. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's 26. She's 14. He lives in New Zealand. She lives in uh, Gokuchi? Gatahoochee? Um, he lives in some... She lives in some city in Virginia or the West Coast or the East Coast or whatever. Some place where they name stuff Gatahoochee. But anyways, the point being... And I'll find it while I'm looking this up... But so he, she tries to say, hey, I don't want to stop talking to you. And he can't take no for an answer, which is what, it, you know, fairly typical, unfortunately. Now, if a girl blows me off, you know what? No, no, no I'm not even going to go on a side quest. I just want to finish this story. So I definitely don't want to go on a side quest if a girl blew me off when the context is a 14-year-old girl. But so anyways, this girl blows this dude off. He fly, takes three planes, not a hitchhiker. He takes three planes to America, and then travels by Greyhound bus to find her. He gets to the girl's home. The girl is home with her mother and two sisters. And um, Goochland, Goochland, Virginia is where this happened. The guy gets to the house, and it's the mother and two sisters. And he knocks on the door and says, Hey, I'm a hitchhiker. Can I use your phone? Which is a terrible way to get into somebody's house. Hi, I'm a loner drifter. Can I please use your phone? Say your church bus just blew up, or, I don't know, a nun broke her leg. Anyways, so, of course, the mother, being a smart woman, doesn't let him in. 
He goes around back. He tries to break in the basement door. The dramatic reading's terrible, by the way. It, it's terrible. But anyways, so <laughs> I should have added like sound effects. But so he comes around and then he breaks through the glass. Another <laughs> detail I got wrong <laughs> in my dramatic reading. She shoots him. She shoots him once, and I said she shot him twice. It's just, it's just, it's a cluster. It's a cluster. Anyway, so he gets shot in the neck, and they life light him out, and he's alive. So when the cops started investigating this, the girl, they didn't recognize him at first, but the girl's like, oh, yeah, you know, I talked to that dude. And he had a pocket knife on him, duct tape, and pepper spray. And the craziest thing about the whole story... Now, this all happened just maybe three days ago in Goochland, Goochland, Virginia. Of course, the link will be in the show notes, but the most interesting thing about the story is that they're, like, charging him right now. The only thing that they're charging him with was breaking and entering with a deadly weapon with intent to commit a serious felony. So, that is... I mean, that's a felony. I mean, but you think, like the cons- like the conspiracy all the steps you had to go through like all the premeditation of buying the three plane tickets and flying out here and having those items on you think they'd get charged with something else and the police did say sorry I'm yachting I'm tired man I've been editing this episode for for about an hour and a half just to get it halfway decent and then I was listening to the dramatic reading I was like I'm throwing it out the cops did say that they're going to turn the case over to the feds to see if he broke any federal crimes coming out here so moral of the story there's a couple moral of the stories one don't let random people into your house you'd be surprised how often that happens two if you are a serial killer come up with a better story than you're a hitchhiker because then you can't say you know what actually in the dramatic reading I think I said I'm a hitchhiker and my car broke down. There's a possibility that I said that. I'm not going to swear to it. That would have been funny if I did. It just, it, the, the dramatic reading was terrible. Lesson one, don't let people in your house. Lesson two, if you want to get in somebody's house, come up with a plausible lie that's going to allow you into their house. Um, during the day, it could be things like I smell a gas leak or I see smoke coming out of your back room at night. You're probably better off going through with a brick through the window. But you could also use stuff like, um, um, why am I giving tips to (laughs) Anyways, anyways, I already gave you enough tips. Go during the day. Actually, people are less suspicious during the day. Anyways, um, she was really good that she had a gun and she used it. That's great. That's awesome. That's what they're, you know, for in the home is to protect your house. And the dude probably didn't think she had a gun, and he ended up getting shot in the neck because of it. So he I'm, he lived, so that's cool. Like, I'm not saying he, he let the justice system take care of that, and she protected herself and her kids, so that's cool. I learned a lesson tonight. Dramatic readings is something that I may want to have more information on before I start doing it. So maybe that'll be something we do in the future. It was just way too long. The episode was running way too long, and I just had to chop it up. So I'm going to go back to the original recording now. So um, I promised you a puppy story, and it's kind of a puppy story. Is is that I was super excited to share it with you, but then as I started to talk about it or think about it, it is a video, which again doesn't go very well with the podcast. So I'm going to describe it to you in as adorable terms as possible. And I'll put the link below. There's a police officer. He falls down. Ugh. 
spoiler alert, he's just acting. <laughs> and then out of frame, this little puppy, this little puppy runs up and sees that his cop is down. It's officer down, officer down. Oh no, what's this canine going to do? He checks his pulse. He puts a little paw on the guy's wrist. He's like, oh no, no, pulse. He's going, it's, he's dying. My buddy's dying. It's kind of cruel now to think about it, tricking your dog into think you're dying. The dog then begins to jump up and down on the dude's chest. He's giving him CPR. He's jumping. He's jumping. And then the dog nuzzles him with his little snout thingy and like he's giving him mouth to mouth. Aww. Isn't that adorable? I am going to get a dog and I'm going to train it to act out every possible life-saving scenario. I am going to make a paper mache head and have it roll off my body. And I'm going to teach my dog to like sew it back on. And then like, unless he succeeds, no treat, no treat dog. I am going to simulate drowning. I'm going to like bind my hands behind my back. And actually that's incredibly dangerous. I'm not going to do that one. I, (laughs) I, I will, um, Let's see, how else could I train a dog? Oh, I could pretend I could like get some crinkly orange paper and act like there's a fire around me and be like, help me, help me, and then train him to get water and throw it on the paper. We'll make the paper like crate paper so it dissolves, so he'll think he actually put the fire out. And I could just be like pretending to like have really bad food poisoning and the doc, the dog will like go buy me some activated charcoal. There is so much stuff I could train a dog to do. I will actually like find, I'll be right, I'll be walking him along and then I'll just fall down and the dog's like, oh, not again, not again. And it's like trying to figure out like, what's he trying to do now? Is he faking a heart attack? He gets stung by a bee, needs an EpiPen. He's like reaching back for the EpiPen. I'm going to put my dog through the ringer. I don't have a dog. I wish I had a dog. I wish I had a puppy. I would take any pet, though. I have plants. Those are my pets because I can't have pets in my place. So I have I have plants. So those are cool, but they can't bring them back to life. I don't know, dude. Maybe they're the green plants from... What's that game where you get green plants? Uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Hey, how's that for a... How's that for a turnaround? I started with video games and it ended with video games. That wasn't planned. None of this podcast is planned. None of this podcast is planned. I read an article and I go, oh, oh, that was interesting. I will spend 10 minutes talking about that today. So I am having a great time doing this, though. I hope you are having a great time listening to it. We're getting more and more listeners every day. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to go and edit this episode now. I hope you have a great day. And I, I got to come up with a, a, a tagline. This is like a constant struggle with me. I, I can't name giant molds. We learned that. I didn't name my imaginary dog. You guessed. You've, I'm sure you guys clued in on that. You're probably like, what's he going to name his dog? I don't know. I'm, really, I'm generally good with names. I'm generally good with names, honestly. But I can't name giant mold. I can't name my dog. And I can't come up with a a. Send off for this show. Okay, so now I'm just rambling. So my name is Jason Carpenter. Oh, uh, website is therabbit.com. Right now it's pretty much just our blog posting, but you can see all of our show notes. Our YouTube channel, just search for Dead Rabbit Radio. I have an email address that's deadrabbitradio at gmail.com. You can also find me at Twitter at Jason O. Carpenter. On Twitter, at Jason O. Carpenter, I guess is the way to do it. 
We're working on Instagram. I have an old MySpace account. I have like 20,000. Dude, you know what? I should reactivate my MySpace account. I have like 20,000 followers on it. Anyways, my name is Jason Carpenter. Thanks for listening to Dead Rabbit Radio. We will be back tomorrow. Watch that puppy video. It'll make you happy. It's adorable. And I think that's it. I really need an outro. Have a great day, guys. Bye.